The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, I'm Samantha, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the literary lovesick podcast. Please don't forget me. We want to start this episode with an apology. We intended to bring you this podcast much earlier. The combination of sickness, followed by a car theft, and our spotlight guest pulling out, we just couldn't find the time. We're going to try and make it up to you with today's special replacement segment. We are going to give you a sneak peek of Transitions, the pre-season intro to Season 2 of the Erotic Diary series. More on that later. There will be a secret word in this episode as usual. This is to prove that you listened to the show to those intended to feature on it. Can I give a huge thanks to those who have signed up for our Patreon? We have more content to upload very shortly. Time for our first story, which is from the erotic diary of Danielle. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. January 19th, 2020. Hustle until you no longer have to introduce yourself. Unknown. That's a quote that I really like, and one that I've used to motivate myself for many months now. Also, I just want to apologise for not keeping up with my journaling. Life has been pretty hectic, but I'll recap the past two weeks as best I can. The last journal entry I made was on the day that I blackmailed that businessman into giving me £5,000. Well, that night, I had an extremely vivid dream in which I thought of yet another way to get even more money out of him. Thank God it was so striking, because I was able to remember it even after I woke up, and put it to use immediately. I called that number in the middle of the workday, and like before, the businessman answered. Instead of demanding a single payment of £5,000, however, I demanded a weekly fee of £5,000, in order to not release the video of him going down on and face-fucking an escort. His blood boiled when he heard this. I remember him ranting and raving about how this was blatant robbery and extortion and blah, blah, blah. I also remember him saying something about how when he finds me, the police are going to have to hold him back as well because he was ready to kill. I couldn't help but chuckle to myself at that statement. The mental image of a flabby old man wagging his finger at me as police held him back was very amusing. I remained silent through his entire tirade, and when he was done, all I said was, Very well, Mr. Fields. I suppose you know what the best course of action is. I just hope you take into consideration your family and friends. What will your mother and children think when they see you with an escort? What will your investors think? What will your relatives and siblings think? It is just something to think about, Mr. Fields. And then I hung up before he could get another word in. 
I was also delighted to see that I had some new messages from my sugar daddies about a proposed hookup. One of them was available to hook up this week, so we decided to meet on January the 12th. This sugar daddy was named Thomas. Thomas was actually one of the first sugar daddies I had ever, and he stuck with me through all of these years. I don't know how he got his money. I just know that he's rich, and he likes to give his money to hot young chicks like me. Thomas was getting up there in his age. I think he was in his late 60s, and time had done him no favour. He wasn't particularly attractive, if I'm being curt. He was mostly bald, with the exception of a few white hairs, but his scalp was dotted with big blotchy moles that made him look like a human-dalmatian hybrid. He had crooked yellow teeth and sagging cheeks that made his expression always seem sad. The rest of his body wasn't that great either. He had lots of loose, flabby and even wrinkled skin. He was starting to develop a bit of a beer belly. His dick wasn't very big either. In fact, I think it was just over four inches when erect, but he paid well, and that's all that mattered to me. Thomas was an interesting person, because he was the only man I've ever known to really like play. What I mean by that is he loves things in his ass, or playing with his anus, namely tongues and fingers. He was also one of the most submissive men I've ever been with. He loved being made to crawl on his hands and knees and to beg to suck my toes or eat my cunt. Personally, I found it pathetic. I don't understand how it can be sexually gratifying to be so humiliated that you have to beg and grovel on your hands and knees if you want to come. To each his own, I suppose. Considering how much he liked to be dominated, I put on an outfit that was equal parts slutty and dominatrix. I had these beautiful black boots with thick platform soles and an intimidating heel as well as some latex, skin-tight pants that highlighted all of my curves. For my top, I wore a latex bra underneath a plain white shirt. The plain white shirt wasn't really a part of the sex appeal of the outfit. Instead, it was because I didn't think the hotel staff would let me check in if I walked in with my tits barely being contained in a latex bra. Regardless, I packed up some other toys I might need to use, such as paddles, handcuffs, a rope, and drove off to the hotel. While driving there, I was listening to the radio, and they ran a quick story on everything they found at Boss Max's house. Experts were speculating on the amount of prison time he could be getting if he continued to be uncooperative. Hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of drugs, guns, and stolen goods were found. Apparently, with all the stuff Mac had gone up to in there, he was looking at three life sentences. I whistled out loud when I heard their number. They were really throwing the whole book at him, huh? But it wasn't Mac I was really concerned about. The real threat here was Mac's henchmen, who were also in the compound with him. Lower level henchmen usually aren't as invested in the operation as they should be. Most of the time, they're just otherwise ordinary people who might have found themselves in a rough spot financially. Well, when no store in this town is hiring and your kids are crying because they're hungry and your girl is bitching at you because you're a deadbeat, they go link up with these gangs, unsurprisingly. They act as muscle, intimidate the enemy and move some product now and again and boom, there's food on your table and money in your wallet. And so, 
the henchmen think they're riding high until the police boss down their door talking about 20 years to life in prison. Then in the interrogation room, these henchmen with their teeth chattering from sheer fright are told that all they have to do is cooperate and this mess will be sorted in no time at all. In this situation, most of those henchmen will come apart. It's a shame. It really is. But that's why I surround myself with only those I can really trust. I got to the hotel and waited in my car for Thomas to pull in. I was on my phone checking any new messages and responding to emails when I saw his car pull up next to mine. We got out of the car and greeted each other with sloppy tongue kiss. Hey daddy, how are you doing? I asked. I'm doing fine, baby. Thanks for asking. But what is that? He asked, pointing to the backpack slung over my shoulder. Oh, this? I echoed innocently. They're just some toys for later. He got visibly excited when I said that. We walked into the hotel together, checked in, and entered our room. He was a sugar daddy, so he booked one of the most lavish suites in the building. I smiled, thinking about all of the things I was going to do to him. It always amused me how pathetic he really was. He spent so much money booking a room in this hotel just so that I could come here and abuse him for hours? I would make him suck my toes, lick my asshole, get bent over to be spanked, and then afterwards, he would thank me and give me even more money. God, now this was an excellent little scheme I had going. As soon as the door was closed, the dominatrix in me took over. Get on your hands and knees, now, I commanded him. He looked at me surprised. Before he could say anything, I interrupted him. Did I stutter, worm? Get on your hands and knees, now. He was pretty quick to follow my orders after that. He dropped to all fours and looked up at me, waiting to hear my next instructions. Crawl to me, I instructed. He did as he was told, crawling over to where I was sitting on the edge of the bed. He was such a pitiful sight, with his fat belly swinging and giggling as he crawled as fast as possible to me. Lick my boots. I want them so clean that you can see your own pathetic reflection. And when I speak to you, you will answer me with yes, ma'am. Have I made myself clear? I asked. Yes, ma'am. He confirmed before planting his lips and tongue on my boots. I really didn't need to tell him how to be a subservient worm and lick my boots clean. He seemed like he knew exactly what he was doing. He'd licked the entire top side of both of my boots and was licking the sole on my left boot when I angled heel towards his open mouth and pushed it forward. In an instant, he had deep-throated the heel of my boot. His eyes opened in surprise at first, but I could tell he enjoyed it because he began moaning and sucking on the heel. Do you like that, you pathetic worm? Do you get hard sucking and licking on your mistress's shoes? I demanded. Yes, Mum. He responded back, before sucking on the other heel. Stand up for me, and take your clothes off, worm, I ordered. He did as he was told. He was now standing naked in front of me, his chubby form on full display. I made him bend over the bed so that his butt was sticking out. I then took out my paddle and made him beg me to spank him. Please, Mum. I need you to spank me. Trick me like the pathetic worm I am. He pleaded. I obliged, spanking him fast and hard. After each spank, he let out a yelp before thanking me and asking for another. 
Soon after, his ass was red and it looked very sore, but I knew he could take more. I made him beg and plead for more and with each spank I struck his bum harder and harder. After each spank, he would lose his breath for a moment before letting out a bizarre sounding moan and begging for another. I could tell he was approaching his limit and I wanted to go as far as I could. I forced him to degrade himself, call himself pathetic and a worm and I struck his ass with the paddle as hard as I could. I only hit him at maximum strength of a handful of times because he finally yelled out, Oh, please, Mom. Please show mercy. Please don't paddle me again. I grabbed him by the hair and yanked up, forcing him into an upright position. Not only was his cock fully erect, but pre-cum was flowing out of it in a steady stream. I handled his cock and balls roughly and spoke with my mouth, mere centimetres from his. You can't take any more paddles, huh? While your shrimp of a cock is saying something quite different. He whimpered and begged me not to spank him again. It was just so pitiful, you know? Here he was, this out of shape, pudgy dude, finally getting some action and he didn't even have his dignity. I pushed him onto his back and told him to sit there and watch me. I slowly stripped off my pants and underwear. Then I approached him. I hovered over his face so that he saw what his fate would be. And then I sat down so that my cunt and ass eclipsed his face. I ground my ass into his mouth and forced him to lick my asshole. I didn't even enjoy my ass being played with that much. I was just doing it because I knew that he was getting off on the degradation and dehumanizing aspect of it all. I looked at the disgusting thing beneath me and decided it was time to wrap things up. I could tell he was about to burst anyway, so now would probably be a good time to end our playtime. I got up from on top of his face and made him get on all fours again. This time, however, his ass was raised high in the air. I wasn't particularly fond of eating ass, especially tongue-fucking a man's ass, but I knew it would get me out of here even quicker, so I went for it. I spit on his butthole, fucked it with my tongue, as I milked his shrimp-like cock. This was so perverted and probably one of the strangest sexual acts I've performed. But I was getting paid, wasn't I? His small cock was making gross squelching noises from all the pre-cum, and I continued to stroke him. Oh shit, I'm going to come! He yelled. When he announced his intent to come, I stroked him a few more times and then took my hands off completely. Such a pitiful man didn't even deserve the pleasure of an orgasm. I watched as his cock twitched and shot its pathetic load. Thomas whined and complained that I stopped stroking him and that he was still so horny, but I wasn't hearing any of it. I made him watch as I walked over to his pants and removed his wallet from one of the pockets. He watched like a pathetic little worm that he was as I opened it and took out all the cash inside, several thousand pounds, and put it into my pocket. I then packed up my things and before leaving, I said, You haven't thanked me yet. He thanked me very sheepishly, and I walked out of the hotel room, leaving him in a puddle of his own seed to think about the events that had just occurred. Also, remember that old guy who was feeding me up at the restaurant? Well, this was the day I was meant to meet up with him. Remember, some of these stories are much longer. Head over to our Patreon so you don't miss all this. Tight hug. He was thrusting as hard and as fast as possible while kissing my neck and collarbone. And the kisses would have been nice, but his beard stubble was so irritating against my skin. Nonetheless, I gave him one of my best performances. We're now on Patreon. 
Our offer is fantastic. You'll get access to all our literary lovesick audiobooks for a price that is comparable to a single ebook. You can end your subscription at any time, and you'll still be able to keep your books. We also have more exclusive content, and even the option to put your character in our books. Head over there now and get your first glimpse of the newest title in Season 2 of the Erotic Diary series, Transitions. It's time for our spotlight on eroticists. Our planned guest pulled out a featuring on the show, so instead, we have Natalia walking us through the new literary lovesick work in progress, Transitions. Today, we will walk you through the path to the next season of the Erotic Diary series. Our next book, Transitions, is designed to give ebook readers a more in depth reading experience. Links to media such as news reports and music help add depth to the story. This book introduces new characters with fresh storylines and progresses existing narratives from season one ahead of season two. You'll meet two new characters who form a bitter rivalry even before they meet each other. Expect drama. Deceptions, betrayal, revenge, and of course, lots of hot, passionate sex. Two of our new characters are ambitious pop stars, so you can imagine music plays a significant part in this story. Here's a sneak peek of one of our protagonist's songs. sure you'd like to hear a bit of transitions, so here is an excerpt for you ahead of its release. Hope, Chapter 1 Jamie moved toward me, aroused and naked. His erection stood prominent as it projected ahead of him. It seemed broader and more rigid ever than before. He dropped his arms to my shoulders and caressed my hair, stroking it until his fingers reached the nape of my neck. Though I was only wearing a chemise and red bikini panties, I felt warm under his touch, and the amorous clarity in his eyes. My mind instantly turned away from work and to his stiff dick. He cocked his head sideways and kissed me passionately. Sucking on my lower lips, he plundered my mouth with his tongue. I relaxed back to the couch, his drive overriding any resistance I may have had. Jamie now on top of me, wrapped his arms tightly around me. One hand found my bottom and squeezed before drawing away from me. Your arse is so fucking soft. It's like bread or like... I shut him up with a kiss, 
One hand slowly reached into my panties for a quick tease. The feeling of his hand against me sent a spasm through my body. When he felt just how ready for him I was, he reached for the edges of my chemise top and eased it over my head and arms. He then took off my panties, a look of enchantment taking over his face when he saw my erect nipples. Then he made eye contact. Your body is beautiful, he said, before devouring my left nipple with his mouth. Teasing the teat, he gave me painless bites. A cold rush coursed through my veins. From my head to my toes, one of his hands found my clit, which he gently stroked. He rubbed my clit in small circles, the pressure growing more intense. Feeling my wetness grow, Jamie entered me with one finger. Slow movements pulsed inside of me as he continued to soak my nipple with his wet tongue. Your pussy is so wet, he said before slipping another finger in. His hand began to move faster, thrusting into me as we made eye contact. I moaned, encouraging the smile on his face. He moved up to kiss me, stifling my moans with his lips. His tongue dove between my lips before his mouth sought out my ears and neck to claim as its own. Jamie's fingers alone were enough to send a quake through my thighs. His lips returned to mine, and the feeling that I might implode under pressure grew. Suddenly, a warm rush ran through my body as he picked up the pace with his fingers. Faster and faster, I was completely engulfed in pleasure. I'm gonna come, I cried out. In an instant, my thighs trembled in orgasm, and I let out a rapturous moan. He knew my body well enough to know I was coming, even I didn't say a word. Proud of his work, Jamie removed his fingers and brought his erection to my face. Suck on it, baby, his calm voice uttered. I gripped his veiny cock with one hand and lifted myself up to invite him into my mouth. Teasingly, I swirled my tongue around the top of his dick, prying a single drop of pre-cum out of his pulsing cock before wiggling my tongue around the head. Jamie's thighs contract as he moaned, prompting me to take his entire length into my mouth. Damn. Fuck, he cried. I followed him as he moved to lay on his back. I moved to my knees, sucking his length, eventually slipping the tip of his erection into my mouth. Preview chapters of Transitions can be found on Patreon. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> now it's time for our erotic book reviews. Hello, I'm Dakota, and this is the Erotic Book Review. This month, we have three more compelling titles for you to read. As always, the links to these books can be found within the description. We will talk you through these titles intending to tell you what to expect before discussing and awarding our star recommendation. Queen Without Clothes and Other Steamy Stories by Patricia Ray I came twice before Jonathan decided to take out his cock and jerk off in front of his webcam. First, I climaxed using the finger vibrator. The second time, I used the rabbit. 
with its shaft stirring vigorously inside me while the flatter part pressed and vibrated against my clit. I looked at the screen every so often to view Jonathan watching me. The knowledge that he was intently observing me as I pleasured myself was already enough to take me over the edge. Watching him was exciting, too. I fondled my soaked folds as he jerked his cock in front of me. I recognized its shape and girth. This is a compilation of short, erotic stories set within the mists of the global pandemic. The experiences are designed to be intimate and relatable. The book is less about traveling from one sex scene to the next, but more about how people respecting social distancing and restrictions still managing to engage in hot sex acts. Trigger warnings for those opposed to reading anything about COVID-19. University Affairs by Aaron R. Black Amanda did as she was told and dove right at Jenny's pussy, licking and sucking her clit. Jenna closed her eyes and let wave after wave of pleasure take her away. Jenna took Tony's cock from behind, relieved to finally have something inside of her. Carlos took his pants off now, and his huge cock was only semi-hard. He laid his cock right on Jenna's face. She wasn't expecting it. She struggled to get her mouth around its girth. Carlos started to rub her tits, and then leaned over to rub her clit. While Amanda licked her pussy, Jenna came with Carlos's cock lying on her face and Carlos's fingers rubbing her clit, while her boyfriend fucked Amanda aggressively. In this book, we see a student inspire the sexual awakening of her professor. The promiscuous Amanda confides in her professor with an honesty that not only shocks, but threatens to draw her into the fun. This book is filled with naughty scenarios, which at best seem far-fetched. This title is packed to the brim with sex scenes and short chapters. Using April by Alec Lake I thrusted slowly into her tightness. My body screams out to unleash on her, to hammer into her until I'm exploding, and she's dripping with my cum. But this might be the only time I get to claim her, and I want to make it good. I want her thinking about how hard I fucked her when she's old and gray. The kind of fuck that makes her think of me when her husband is on top of her and has her wishing for my thickness to make her gasp. My finger, still wet from her pussy, rubbed against her asshole. From the delighted squirming, I assumed that she liked it slow, so I pushed and let it slip inside her. Using April is a book with a hot wife fetish genre in which April has been permitted sex with her husband's work colleague within a scheduled window. The book starts literally with a bang as we're introduced to the characters well into their arrangement without previous knowledge of how they got there. This book is on the shorter side, ideal for those with Kindle Unlimited stacking up reads. Sam, you've been asked to read these titles. Which one did you like the best? This is a hard decision for me, mainly because I loved all these titles, but I'm going to go with Using April mainly because of how powerful the start of the book was. It really drew me in from the beginning. I love Queen Without Clothes because of how realistic it is, so this was close for me. Natalia, what was your favorite book of the month? I'm going to lean towards University Affairs for my book of the month. 
Its chapters are light and naughty. I just found it to be a fun read. I do think that Queen Without Clothes was the most creative title, especially taking a subject as grim as the pandemic and finding ways for people to connect and feel sexy. Both of you are right about the quality of books, and I understand your reasons for leaning towards using April and university affairs, but I'm going to make Queen Without Clothes and other steamy stories our star recommendation. I think it shows an emotional and sensual intelligence in its relatability. I concede it may not be as erotic as the other titles, but its scenarios feel that more powerful and autobiographical than the others. University Affairs is a fantastic debut. I couldn't recommend enough, and Using April remains sexy from start to finish. But I have the last say, and I'm sticking with Queen Without Clothes. Thanks again to all the authors that submitted their manuscripts. Are you brave enough to submit yours? Contact us on Twitter. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> this episode's secret word is eventually. Would you like your title review on the show? Reach out to us on Twitter. Story time. This story is from the erotic diary series Liaisons. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. My initial thought was that I needed to assess the list of invited guests. How was this stranger able to get in? A simple glance at the entrance of the party reminded me that there was no way this woman got in there without being wedded and looking over. I wasn't a huge fan of Dana's apparent confidence, nor did I want to have another serious discussion. I told her to enjoy herself, swatting away any hope of talking business. She nodded, proposing no argument. Still curious, I continued my walk to the basement, where I hoped to be quickly embraced by pleasure. I'd had the 5,000 square foot basement built purely to facilitate sexual activities. As a result, the basement was always the best part of every event I hosted. Not many people who attended my parties were invited to participate in the basement. It took a lot of guts to bear yourself in front of others, especially those you would see outside the walls of my dungeon. Most people were not willing to get that vulnerable in front of strangers, even if they were curious about what existed below the party. Unfortunately, at every event, I had to reject people from entering the secret area for several reasons. Today was no different. Rising political star William Howard attempted to secure a passage to the basement on the same day he brought his daughter Elizabeth to the event. Someone must have got chatty with her about the alleged going-ons, and as a result, she also attempted to get permission to enter. I had to deny them both, discreetly, for two separate reasons. First, William's partner had been saying things publicly recently that had wound up several influential guests who could have tried to weaponize his presence to destroy his career. Then, on careful consideration, I denied Elizabeth, not only because of her budding potential profile, but mainly because she came across as being a very shielded young woman. She most likely would have walked around awkwardly, looking at people with no intention of getting involved. 
Imagine the nightmare scenario that could have happened if both discovered each other down there. I beckon my daughter Lada over to have a world with Elizabeth about navigating the real world. Lada may be a rich girl, not of her own back, but she's streetwise and savvy. Far from the girl who got kidnapped by the Vipers all those years ago. I do worry about some of these women who enter their 20s as shielded people. The highlight of the basement was perhaps the sex theater in houses. The stage and dim spotlight allowed for some unique entertainment. Often, Miel secured some trending porn store to entertain guests who watched from rude crafted beds. The velvet draped mattresses were in a nice touch for carnal activities. That night, the entertainment consisted of brave volunteers, guests who would go on stage to entertain the rest with rousing sex. Strippers would emerge from behind the curtains to dance between rounds, ensuring there was always something to tantalize. I'd also hired some sexy men and women to walk around the basement, collecting money from those interested in their services. There was one rule in the basement. Always wear a condom. Security would parade the area, stiff bodies ensuring that nobody uninvited was present and that all were comfortable. Several jacuzzis down a long hallway allowed for guests to unwind. That night, six were in use. One jacuzzi housed a particularly amorous coupling. The woman's body was leathered in soap as she raved on a man at least 10 years her senior. Just a short walk from the hot tubs was a swimming pool. Just through that room was a BDSM den. My dungeon was the source of my wettest dreams. I approached the dungeon with no trepidation. It felt like home to me by that point. I wasn't even shocked to find Miel and Sergei there. Sergei was tied up with Miel, denying him the orgasm he craved. Her tits rubbed against his chest between floggings. I knew the dungeon well enough to know how to hide in the shadows, how to remain unseen by Sergei, and to allow him the illusion of his oh. privacy. Miel, as if she'd been waiting for me, began a question and answer session with the police chief. For each honest answer, she would allow him to squeeze her tits or to thrust into her. It took just 10 questions and answers before the officer was spilling both information and his seed. Suddenly, I had more information that Sergei had been concealing from me. Mackenzie had revealed us through his activities with the rival family. We could have all been exposed. The forced had decided Mackenzie would be arrested as punishment. He'd betrayed me. His fellow officers needed to show their loyalty to me, perhaps because I'd paid them doubly for their efforts. No longer would I even think of helping that betraying pig. I thought as I watched Sergei semen run down Melee's breasts. His pants for breath filled the air as he was untied. He was satisfied with his reward. Good. No sooner did the officer leave before I caught sight of the young woman, Dana, again. How had she infiltrated her way through the tight security to get into the basement? What did she want? Her presence was becoming a major buzzkill, especially because she didn't seem interested in partaking. She just looked on. I approached Miel, who was still cleaning up in her matching bra and panty sad. I gestured with my eyes and she looked over her shoulder to Dana. 
A look of confusion told me that she had no clue what Dana's deal was either. Miel was somebody I took under my wing years ago. I'd saved her and it had bonded us. She knew me and my moods as well as she knew herself. She understood without a word exchange why I was tense. She also knew what I would need to get my mind off the situation. A young man. Miel was always quick to procure exactly what I needed. I followed her into one of the dungeon rooms and watched as she poured a bottle of Domain Scent Underall's Seduction Carinane into a wine glass. She handed me the glass and left the room for just a few moments. By the time she emerged, she'd found one of the roving sex workers, an olive-skinned man with tattoos on his naked chest. I took a long sip of my wine, stood up and unzipped my dress. I let it fall around my heels and stepped out. Without saying a word, the younger man unbuckled his belt. He was already packing a tent underneath his pants. I loved a man who didn't want to waste time. My special treat removed his boxers and rolled a condom over his hard cock. Miel sat in a lounge chair beside the bed. Knowing that being watched would hide in my climax, none of the men ever minded. I needed no foreplay, no exchange of words. I needed undiluted, raw fucking. No emotions. He knew my rules, and he eagerly surrendered both hands for me to handcuff. He spread his legs and let me cuff them as well. I picked up my whip, straddled the man, and pulled my panties to one side. Slowly, I welcomed him inside of me. Each stroke of the whip delivered upon his chest was rewarded with a few strokes of my own. I rode him hard. My first organ was accompanied by the sight of many angry marks on his chest, rolling down the unnamed man's body. While I didn't know his name, I didn't know that he was a natural dog with his other clients. The mere idea made me a quivering mess, and I came once more very quickly. Once I removed him from his bedded prison, his clothes were on as quickly as he'd removed them. Miel let him from the room. I had no idea or care if he had an orgasm. As the compensation, Miel would provide him would help him take care of that on his own. Unfortunately, the man's present had not calmed me down as much as I would have wished. Just before returning to my glass of wine, I sniffed a little nose candy. I gulped the rest down in one shot. I left the room and saw Dana once again. Remember, some of these stories are much longer. Head over to our Patreon so you don't miss all this. And how had she been able to infiltrate my security and privacy so easily? She had so little fear, so little regard for the fact that she was ruining my mood. The worst thing is, she reminds me of myself at her age. I met with Miel outside the dungeon. I asked her to suspend the security in charge of the wing immediately and replace them while we still the podcast will be a monthly affair from now on. Remember, if you need more erotica, we have a Patreon with tons of uninterrupted goodies. Links are in the description if listening on SoundCloud.
All of the Erotic Diary series titles can now be purchased in one book. The Erotic Diary series, Season 1, The Complete Anthology. You'll get the erotic diaries of Isabel, Danielle, Scarlet, and the Liaisons Anthology, presented in a single timeline, plus a bonus chapter ahead of Season 2. All links can be found in the description. You've been listening to all the filthy details. The Literary Lovesick Podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you soon!